0: I'm gonna be a leader, I'm a leader
1: Hey what's up everyone? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host Nate Bailey and uh, and today's today's guest was an interesting one. It was it was uh, it was fun. It was a great story uh, that we talked about with our guest today Kevin Berciaga. You can find out more about Kevin at kevinberciaga.com and his empowered eating systems program that he has really based on all of the experiences that he has personally through battling with eating disorders over a 10 year period and how he's come out of that. He's a physical therapist, but also, and more importantly, he's on this mission to really help impact as many people as he can to overcome their own eating disorders. And we just had a great conversation around it, around people that might be going through it and and some of the things that you might experience and, and the loneliness that can come with something like that, not knowing where to turn. And he's an incredible resource for anyone that is, experiencing this or maybe know somebody that is experiencing or battling with this uh any any type of eating disorder that they could reach out to him send him a message so that they could get some help so with that uh please tune in check him out uh kevin Berciaga. hey what's up everybody welcome back to the championship leadership podcast and uh i'm excited today we got kevin Berciaga out of california modesto california uh here with us today thank you so much for for being with us here today kevin appreciate it man
2: thank you good to be here
1: Yeah, so to kind of kick off the conversation with is the name of the podcast is Championship Leadership. So, you know, what comes to mind for you when you hear Championship Leadership? What does that mean to you when you hear that?
2: It sounds like people who have had their own struggle, leading people who have a similar struggle, but showing them how to overcome that struggle uh, in less time, with less effort and less frustration. That's what it sounds like to me.
1: I like that. Yeah. I, um, it's always fun to hear the answers from the different guests that we've had. We've had probably 150 episodes now, and, and uh, I, I always get a different answer, but I like that. So, yeah, it's uh, helping people get through a, a, a familiar struggle that you've, you've had some experience with yourself. So well, why don't you talk to us about the struggles that you've had and, and some of the experiences that you've had that have led you on the path that you're on today for the listeners that aren't familiar with you?
2: Sure. In my early 20s, when I was in college, kind of confused, didn't know where I was going. Uh, I became really into health and fitness and nutrition, which wasn't a bad thing yeah, per se. Uh, but I, it turned into this unhealthy obsession, this fixation, and it started to modify my behavior. So instead of getting healthier, I actually became less healthy and it, it damaged my health. Yeah. Uh, so it had it had this perverse effect, and then that led to multiple eating disorders and disordered eating, like orthorexia, which is like a really regimented form of eating. And then I would chew and spit out my food, and then I would then I started binging, then binging, purging, then binging, fasting. <laughs> it's just I couldn't get it right. Yeah. For for all of these years, and this lasted. wasn't just one or two years. wasn't just college. It it affected me throughout my 20s even into my my early 30s so it was like this 10-year storm this 10-year battle and now i'm helping other people who have a similar problem overcome it in as little as 12 weeks instead of an entire decade
1: wow so i mean you know if you're watching the video many many people just listen in but we have these uh the videos up on youtube as well but uh, you're not a big guy by any means from what I could tell as far as uh, like overweight or anything like that. Was, was that when you were going through this, when you first started on this journey and, and started to have some of those eating disorder difficulties, issues that you had and that you were going through and experiencing, was it something where it was just just this continued just turned into this continuous strive to like just become leaner and leaner or fitter and fitter or like. Was there an overweight problem in the beginning? Like, what did that look like? How did that really come about?
2: Yeah, that, that's what's interesting is that I wasn't unhealthy when I began. Yeah, so I don't okay. know what, what yeah. precipitated this whole drive to, to be super healthy because I was a normal weight when I was 19, 20, whatever that was. Sure. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't obese, and then somebody made fun of me, and then I went on this diet, and then yeah. I don't know. It wasn't like that at all. Uh, I certainly did gain weight during my twenties and thirties because I had no control over what I was eating, or at least not a lot of control. And so my weight would go up and down, up and down, you know, that whole yo-yo effect. Yeah. But it did, no, it did not start with me being really unhealthy. That's, that's what kills me is that if I had hadn't done anything, if I hadn't changed anything, this would have never happened. I would have just lived a normal life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What kind of an impact did it make? On you, you say, you know, this wouldn't have happened. You'd have a a normal life, but like, yeah. So what was, what was the impact for you? What was the experience for you going through that over a 10 year period? My, it's, it's interesting. My daughter just turned 10 today. And, uh, and so when you say that, she's like, I'm a decade old. And I'm like, yes, you are. So over a decade, (laughs) (laughs) so it's just fresh in my mind. Um, Yeah. What, what was that experience like really like? I'm sure there are more people go experiencing something like that that a lot of people don't even know about right was that the case for you or did people kind of know and and try to help or you know what did that
2: look like well i'll start with the first part what were the effects on my life at first it was uh weight loss and i always felt weak i was anemic one o'clock every day i would just hit the wall i could not i would just get really tired it's obvious now why that was happening yeah um no testosterone, no sex drive. Just always, always tired. You know, always, always thinking about that next meal. Like I was un- being underfed. Like mm-hmm. I was in some sort of concentration camp. And it's like, man, when's my next meal? Yeah. And so that I always had like brain fog, and I I couldn't focus, and I was socially isolated, and so it impacted my social life, affected me physically, my mental focus and then obviously the the long-term physical effects of binging and purging and compensating and fasting that was a huge demand on on my body for all those years so i'm i'm surprised that i came out of this without any permanent effects
0: yeah
1: yeah and so what was that like you know as you as you go through that was it obvious to people along the way over the years or did it become obvious? Uh, were, were there people there to help you through that? How, how did you, I guess, get, get, it, get to the, through the other side of that eventually to do what you're doing now, which is helping others that are experiencing the same things that you did yourself?
2: I never sought help. I never, took, I never went to formal rehab. I, I talked with the psychologist a few times in my early 20s, but that was it. Mm-hmm. I, I, never, I never went through the traditional rehab process and never saw formal ther- therapy because I always, I always wanted, it, wanted to solve it myself, and I'm not sure that was the best thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I didn't want to tell anybody. So yeah, your right. question is, did they notice? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they ever suspected that. They certainly didn't tell me. Okay. Um, I mean, there was definitely changes in my physique, so maybe they suspected something was up or maybe they did. I just, I I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't coming to you and being like, Hey, what's going on? And you know, so you you literally figured this out on your own. So what was it like to get on the other side of this? Like, uh, I imagine it could, it it could feel pretty good. Like when do you really realize that you had a handle on it and that you were uh, back to being healthy and, and, uh, through this thing
2: hard to say it, there wasn't one point yeah. where i right i got to the top of the mountain and you know right declared right. declared victory there was no rocky moment yeah where i wish i could say yay, you know i, I finally beat it i think it was just the kind of a gradual victory uh, look realizing that i hadn't i had been behaving normally for several months And then, you know, a year and then thinking, okay, this is, this is different. This is under control. But it wasn't like one day I recovered and confetti came down from the sky and there was this big parade. But that's what I always thought it was going to be. And it it wasn't. Life moved on.
1: Yeah. So throughout that, when did you become a physical therapist? Was this, was this throughout this journey?
2: Yeah, that was, uh, this is all throughout my 20s. So I went to college. Okay. Had like a lot of young adults had no idea what I was doing or where I was going, which I think contributed to the whole disorder. Yeah, just the confusion and the social isolation. And, and then I uh, I taught English, and then became a personal trainer, and then had difficulty making a living as a personal trainer, as many personal trainers do. Yeah, and then I and then I segued to uh, physical therapy and went to physical therapy and for two and a half years in in my twenties and then uh, got my license about six months before my birth, my, my 30th birthday. And, uh, but it was during that yeah, during this time that I had had these, had these problems.
1: So when, what was it for you that was like, man, I, you know, I want to go and help other people with this. Like I want to be a leader inside of, uh, using the experiences that I had to go and help others
2: through this. When did that come about? Mm -hmm. I initially didn't want to because I would have to tell my story and share my story as I do, you know, yeah. on these podcasts or on my YouTube channel. And I, I actually resisted it for, for a year or two mm-hmm. because I, I wanted to forget it, move on, do something else. But there was just this this voice and maybe you've heard it. So I have this story and I also have this solution and I it, it would be selfish if I kept it to myself.
1: So yeah, the, the, it just, uh, wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't go away. It was something like, Hey, you gotta go, you gotta do something with this and, and help some others. And well, you mentioned, obviously that you weren't, you weren't going to anybody in, in you know, you, you weren't sh- wanting to share it. You weren't wanting to, to admit to others what was going on for you. So I imagine that's, it's very similar to what everybody else experiences as well, which can feel like a very lonely place and which probably makes it really extremely hard to, to break that cycle. Uh, of course, it took you a little over 10 years to do that yourself. So how are you finding these people to, to help out? Is it just by you doing this podcast and, and sharing your story and sharing your message? And then they're like, maybe they feel maybe a connection and then they privately message you and, and uh, come in to you with confidence or like, yeah, what's, what's that process of being to help others out when it's not something that really a lot of people want to admit is going on.
2: They, they have to be vulnerable first of all, and they have to be seeking help Yeah, as part of the reason I, I created the YouTube channel so that people who are searching for these kind of solutions to these problems and private, of course, Yeah. Can contact me. So they're they're coming to me. I have to find ways to attract them because I can't go to them. I can't pull somebody off the street and say, hey, I think I can help you. You know, that's that it's it's not like I'm a business consultant and I can go on LinkedIn and hit up a bunch of people. That would make my my marketing a lot easier if I could get a list of people and just cold call them. But yeah, I have to I have to find ways to attract people. So it's either, yeah, doing a podcast like this, doing a YouTube channel. I do run ads on, on Facebook, some way for somebody to raise his or her hand and say, I need help.
1: Were there any, any championship leaders, uh, coaches, mentors, that did come along? I know you said that you really kind of did get through this yourself, but so maybe there isn't. And if that's the case, who are some, some, some championship leaders, coaches or mentors or people that have really impacted you, in some way along your life and what is it that about them that really stands out? Like, what are some of those characteristics that, that you, you've taken from maybe some of these people that have helped you along your way um, and maybe even helped to mold you into the leader that you are today?
2: Either personally or just like influencers.
1: Yeah. Personally. Yeah. It could be directly or indirectly. Yeah.
2: I don't know if anybody directly, yeah. But in terms of influencers, I can identify two. I would sure. say Ty Lopez. Yep. Um, I mean, he's genius marketer. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the stuff I don't I don't particularly like, but I do like how he uses media to spread ideas. Yeah. And I remember when I was graduating from PT school and I was studying for the exam, that's what that's about the time I found him, so it's like 5 years ago now. And I thought that was the first time it occurred to me that I could spread knowledge and ideas using media like sure. this. And before that I had never considered that. Yeah. Uh, huh, yeah. That's, that's something I could do. And so he has a you know, similar personality and presenting style. So that would be one. The other one who I really like is Jocko, Jocko Willink. Willink? Oh, yeah. um, Love him. You've probably heard of him. <laughs> if you're in the podcast, universe. I have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, on the leadership side. yeah. Yes, totally. And he has a new book on leadership, which I have not read, but it's definitely on the list. And I've, I've, I've seen him speak live. I, just, I like his no BS attitude. He's just, he's a straight shooter. Yeah, he, he is. It like it is. Yeah. And I, I like that tone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what is, uh, what's, what's
1: the vision for you? What's the uh, impact that you're looking to make um, over the short term here, maybe three, five years from now, like what, what do you really want to do? Uh, what's the direction you're headed? I think championship leaders that have incredible vision and also the courage to be able to take action on that vision. So, um, yeah. What, what do you see for yourself?
2: My one year, my one year goal is to impact a thousand people. I think that's doable for next year. Find yeah, a thousand absolutely. people with this kind of problem and share my knowledge and, and my system with them. And, and then in the next five years, 10 years, have my own podcast, have a book, you know, be on every medium possible, yeah. have 10 or 20,000 subscribers on YouTube who watch me yeah. every, every, you know, every week when I, when I launch a video, you know, speaking from the stage, you know, every possible means of attracting those people. So a thousand in the next year, maybe 20,000 in the next five or 10 years. Why not? Okay.
1: Yeah. And when you say impact, like directly, personally, or just really just from any, any form of, of impact as far as just hearing your message, watching your content?
2: I, would, um, I mean, like directly. Like, directly. Okay. Yeah. They, they enter my programs and yeah. they okay. get the help that they need and get the results that they're looking Love for. Love it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's great. What, um, what's a critical moment or maybe a defining moment that you've had in your life where you know, had you not made the decision that you did, obviously you have because it has you where you are today, but had you not, you could be in a very different place uh, than you are today. I think there's a lot of listeners, a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, people that want to become better leaders that listen to this. And especially with, we got the COVID-19 going on, we got the quarantine, Mm -hmm. um, people are at home, you know, missing that connection, but also like that's some some real fork in the wrong road moments and they're trying to decide which way to go. Is there a, a time that sticks out to you that you could share to kind of help um, inspire these, these folks listening that are in that moment themselves that, yeah, they just got to listen and go where they know they, they want to, where that, that, like that voice that you talked about is telling them, hey, go this way, but they, they, for whatever reason, a lot of times we'll resist it like you did for, for a while, right?
2: I think it was three years ago when I invested in my own, in, in, in the first coaching program. Mm-hmm wasn't cheap so it was a massive leap for me and I had other ideas other business ideas and I just left those behind and I said no I'm going to become a coach for this and I invested in my first program that to me would be that pivotal moment
1: yeah absolutely and uh yeah I mean I remember my first time making a significant investment in a coaching program just similar to what it sounds like you did and And it was difficult. It was, it was definite critical moment. Um, But I can definitely look back to that moment and be like, man, my life would not be what it is right now. I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. Uh, A lot of things would be different in my life had I not. So what what are some of the, what are some of the big results and changes that have happened because of that for you?
2: That have happened because of that one decision. Yeah. That I'm in, that I'm impacting other people and sharing my ideas and people are paying me for it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a, una- it's leading to the next transition in my life. So I went from student to professional or you know, like full-time employee. Now I'm going from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's where things are heading. But I had to plant that seed several years ago. Yeah. I had to develop myself and learn some business skills, learn how to sell, learn how to market. It was a, it was a long process. It's not like I said, Oh, I'm going to become this coach and next day I had people coming to me with credit cards. You know, the, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If, if only were that easy, but, uh, yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah, it is. It is a
1: process for sure. What's, um, as we wrap up here, what, what would be one or two things that like, if you were able to give to the listeners here today and they implemented them today would help them move, move forward in their life.
2: I always told my clients find a, find an easy habit that find a habit. That's easy to break and break it today. Yeah. So don't, don't try to break the hardest one. Start with something easy, low hanging fruit. Yeah. 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 I love it. And just start making a 1% improvement in your life. Yeah.
1: I know you, you have a, uh, for those, you know, we, we have this in the intro as well, but, um, what are the best ways that we can help those that might be listening that, that, uh, that are experiencing you know, some difficulties inside of their eating habits and, and, and uh, inside of their health and they're looking for that help and they want to reach out? like What would be the best way they, they could contact you and, and reach out to you?
2: They can go to my website, www.kevinbrisciaga.com. Uh, forward slash empowered eating they can book a time to speak with me or they can find me on youtube at kevin burciaga new videos every wednesday and saturday
1: awesome so two two videos uh, a week
2: yeah i'm up to two videos a week
1: well is there anything else uh before we we, we close this out that you want to share with the listeners here uh, to wrap up
2: there's a change you need you know you need to make don't wait do it today
1: yeah absolutely amen so I appreciate you Kevin coming on and, and spending some time with us today During your busy busy life And uh, I love what you're up to And, and the impact you're making for people um, Thank you so much for coming man Thank you dude Yeah absolutely Have a great day
0: Let's go In 05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day For them to say Nature going home I miss my life Miss my wife 15 months she was all alone The marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids. That's who I do it for. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to lead the way. I'm someone from believer. We can do anything we want. Look, if I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast. They